you connect with God in nature. Welcome. You are listening to the Walking with God in Nature podcast. I'm your host, Shelly Perry. Here you'll find inspirational stories that will motivate you to get outside, enjoy nature, and connect with God. Today we have on a guest that I have known for a very long time, and I'm so grateful for her to be here. And her name is Katie Patton. She is a mother of three and she is a nature enthusiast. So she shared with me that even she loves to be outside every day. And when she had to be inside with her first child, when her first child was born for two days, she was going crazy. So (laughs) here's Katie. I'm going to have Katie introduce herself a little more. Katie, you have anything else you want to add to that introduction? I grew up in Montana. And my family was not a very wealthy family. So our vacations were always camping or hiking or backpacking. Um, And so that's, I think, where I kind of, and, you know, anywhere we could drive, we never were on a plane. We were, it was never Disneyland. That was never the thing because we just couldn't afford it. Uh And so it was whatever we could pack in the car and however far we could drive. Um, but it always consisted of, and always, I kind of hated this as a child, but we always ended up staying in national forest campgrounds that were like pit toilets. And, (laughs) um, but I think that's where part of my love for the, for nature and the outdoors came from, because I experienced it from a very young age. So that was now ingrained I, in you. What was that? It was in, it's ingrained in you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I've been, I've been taught to, to, to love it. So that's awesome. So that's why you're always wanting to be in nature. I think that's I great. And I don't <laughs> think, and I love that um, financially it kind of pushed your family that way. I mean, I think it's great for any economic status to it is. get out in nature, but it, yeah, it pushed you. So that's what a blessing. Yeah. So um, we were talking before and you said, okay, can you share your favorite time of favorite season? My favorite season is hands down fall. Um, I love fall. So this time of year um, is awesome. I know people who come from the New England area would say that we don't have real falls in Utah. That's where I live, um, which is true. I've lived in New England for a couple of years and their falls are amazing. Uh, the first time I actually lived in New England in the fall, I was a little bit claustrophobic. Oh, yeah. I, I, I really was. I came from Montana and, you know, Montana is big sky country. Yeah. So it's just these wide open spaces, huge skies. Um, and there there were just trees everywhere. And I was like, oh, I can't <laughs> just felt a little <laughs> a little claustrophobic because I couldn't see the sky. Right. Um, but now in Utah, it's kind of kind of a, a mix of those two things where um, up in the mountains, we have these great leaves changing and something I didn't see as much in Montana. And I, I just love, I love the crisp morning air where you have to wear a jacket by the afternoon, you have to take it off because it's too warm. And, um, I just, I, it is definitely my favorite, my favorite season of the year. That's awesome. Yeah. So as you were saying fall, it made me think of new England States. We had had the opportunity to go up there. I grew up in Oregon, so I grew up with trees, but never the color changes like new England. So, and I think you're right. Utah has a good little mix there. And the canyons up there are beautiful in the fall. Yeah. Speaking of childhood, do you have any crazy stories from that? Or so I, I was actually thinking about this this morning. My um, one one vacation we went on, we were I just and I don't have a huge recollection of this. I actually um, 
this is more my brother's story than mine. Cause I remember him talking about it. I was pretty young. I was the youngest of four children. So I kind of just got dragged along to whatever was planned. Right. And <laughs> yeah. So we had gone bear, uh, we had gone backpacking in the, they were called the bear tooth mountains. And we were out in the middle of nowhere. You know, we'd been gone for a day or two and, and, and it just, the weather just changed on us and hail and rain and it was cold. And this is Montana, you know, it can snow in the summer. <laughs> so it was cold and everything got wet. And, um, that was pretty crazy for me. I wasn't afraid because, you know, I was young and my parents were saying, Oh, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Everything's going to be okay. But um, my brother will talk about how he was just terrified and, um, that and I have no recollection of this, but this goes with that walking with God and nature theme. Um, but he talks about how he remembers that um, at one point, my my family, my dad, and my mom were like, "Okay, this we're not in a good situation. Basically, we need to pray." And uh-huh. so we all knelt down and prayed. Apparently, again, I don't remember it, but my brother talks about how it's the first time he really felt um, the hand of God in his life. Um, being out in nature and then, and being in a position that wasn't the best position and then being asked and, and with his family, asking God to help, to help him, to help us. So that was kind of a cool experience for him. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember and the backpacking trip. I just got out alive. So it was a good ending. <laughs> we right? did. We all got out alive. <laughs> wow. That's neat. So have you had an experience um, where you felt uh, God through nature and or in nature? Definitely. Um, I mean, I, I would say there's been many times when I've been in nature and I, I use it actually as a time to kind of commune and to, um, give direction a lot. Um, I'll kind of ponder things that are going on in my life, um, things that I need like a little direction with. Um, and that happens, that happens all, actually pretty frequently. Um, even just, I live right by the the foothills of a mountain and I'll go walk up there with my dog and think about things that are going on. And, and I do that weekly probably. So that's awesome. You do that all throughout the year, like no matter the weather. Yes. <laughs> yes I, do. I just put on my boots and I go, <laughs> um, again, like you said, I, 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 I hate being inside. Like, yeah. For extended amounts of times, I got I get stir crazy. And if I, my husband will tell you sometimes I'm just like I just have to go outside. I'm going on a walk, and I just leave what I'm doing and I'm gone for 20, 25 minutes, and I come back and I'm a much I'm in a much better place. Yeah. <laughs> You're a much happier person to be with, right? Yes, <laughs> and that's awesome. That's for me. Like it just brings peace and just yes. you can breathe and think freely and yeah, clear your head, <laughs> clear your spirit. With my brother's family, we did a we went on a seven day rafting trip down in southern Utah. Awesome! It, it was amazing, and like there was once you put in, there was only one place you could take out after like two days, and wow. then after that, you were committed for like another four or five days. So you're wow. you're on the river, and we had to haul all our stuff with us, and um, on the bank or what or. Yep, okay. You just pull off the edge and yeah. there's certain places, there's certain places that are better for it, you know, that are kind of marked out, uh-huh. uh, but we had pulled off to sleep at this one place and we were, 
I, I just wasn't thinking. And so we set up our tents and was like, like, oh, this is a really nice flat sand air. It was soft and blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, like out of nowhere, it just, and we were in like a really deep, like canyon. Uh-huh. All of a sudden it just rained, like, oh, gosh. <laughs> and water is just coming down the cliffs. There were like waterfalls all of a sudden down the cliffs. <laughs> and we're like, and I look over and our tent is floating down. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Like it hadn't gotten to the river yet, but it was on its way. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) and we're like trying to pull it to the side. And um, after we got everything up, we're all huddled under this little ledge. Um, That one picture I sent you of me and nature, Uh that that was in that spot. that was that night <laughs> we're just and it was just a lesson like we did not pay very good attention going back and looking you could see like little divots where the water had but it, obviously this happened with some frequency because there were like little trails where the water would oh cooled. and uh-huh. i just didn't even pay attention to that because we're like oh the weather's nice blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and you're like guides right What's that? It was your brother, the guide, or were you? Yeah, my brother thought he was the guide like that. And then this summer, like I said, we took um, some youth up to um, to go whitewater rafting. The weather had been okay. Like there was the cloudy skies. It was it wasn't a great day for rafting, but we were like, okay, let's go. And we did have a guide for this one. Okay. Is this before or after your brother's trip? This was after. Okay, so you, you learned you needed a real guy. Yeah. Well, and I would never do it on my own. Like if it's me, I'm like, I'm hiring somebody that does what I'm doing. <laughs> when this was youth conference, so oh yeah, uh, yeah. It was actually it was actually our bishops, one of his good friends who had run the been like when they were younger. Um his friend had done it as a guide, like as his summer employment oh. for like many years. And then he just liked it so much that he bought his own boat and like he takes people back all the time. That's kind of his way to give back now. As uh-huh. he take, he says he likes to take at least one youth group every summer, one or two, and and he takes them down the river. And he has this whole. It's actually really awesome. It's this whole like presentation about the river and life, and That's cool. he was he was amazing. Um, but yeah, so we're on the river, and all of a sudden it starts thundering, and we're all like, oh. And he's so calm. He's like, it's okay. He's like, until we can like, basically until we can see it, you know, mm-hmm. and until, you know, he's like, there's a certain distance that we know we we got to get out. And he's like, until then we're good. So we keep going and it keeps getting louder <laughs> and closer. And um, he had said, okay, this was really actually really cool. Cause the girls, I just had girls with me. It was before the boys showed up there. It was weird, but um he had told them, he's like, okay, when we come around this corner, we'll probably go off to the, to the left and then we'll get out for a little while and see what happens. You know, he's mm-hmm. totally calm. I'm like, are we going to die? Lightning, <laughs> lightning, we're on water, lightning. Um, but he said, so we came around this corner and then he was like, we're going to the right. He's like, paddle hard, right? So we're all paddling, you know, and he's steering us. And he's like, we're going over there. We get out and he's like, okay, everybody out go to that 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 group that little group of trees and we're like okay (laughs) so we all go up to these trees and like literally like the second we got to the trees it just started hailing like oh wow it's like I was headed to the left because there's a nice 
like pull out, pull out area. That's where I would usually have gone. That's what I saw. He's like, but I was listening and I heard go to the right, get under the trees. And he's like, so that's what we did. Wow. <laughs> and so it was really awesome for the girls to like, see him listening to the promptings that he was getting. And yeah, you know, being safe as we're all huddled there. Like <laughs> <laughs> it was so cold. It was like 40 degrees and we're wow. wet. <laughs> what were you, what was the weather like normally before the rain and the hail? So it like that day it was it wasn't super warm like okay. we knew it wasn't gonna be like a warm day but mm-hmm. we didn't think that was happening right right yeah so that, that's that is neat experience I mean not that you wanted it but you, no but opportunity it's, to learn from it's that. a good opportunity to learn and to see and I think it really impacted the girls I think of <laughs> a lot of times when I think of you I think of your experience of going sledding down. <laughs> the glaciers right and the mountains it's just a, it's just hiking trails just so, hiking trails okay yeah yeah so there's um this and I don't know if they do this other places I think they must but um there's kind of a movement actually um oh, and you started it I don't think we started it <laughs> <laughs> we've been on it from early on though um they, some people refer to it as adventure sledding. I've, I've actually Googled that and you can find people doing that. Oh. My sister-in-law is the one who kind of pulled me into it and she calls it slacking. So it's a, a okay. combination of sledding and hiking. So she calls it slacking. So that's what my family calls it. Um, but in the winter, when we have enough snow and you have to find the right trails. Um, and it, once there's enough snow, you can find a trail that you can hike up and then you have to have a certain, you don't have to have a certain kind of sled, but it works better with certain types of sleds. Okay. Um, and then you slide down. Um, um, there's one trail that's pretty near to us, probably about a 20, 25 minute drive from where I'm at. That is really well suited to this. It's kind of got a funnel shape um, trail. And okay. so, it snows and you're coming down. It's, it's not like you're going to fly off the edge of a cliff. <laughs> That's a good thing. <laughs> That's a good thing. Um, and we can go on, on good days. You can go up about two, two and a half miles and we just hike up, you know, you get on your boots and your traction and, mm-hmm. and we've figured out how to tie our sleds onto our backpacks and <laughs> what we need to wear and uh, get up to the top and then you have, change all your clothes out because coming down is colder and you have to be you have to get oh your yeah no pants and your your goggles you know so it's not so it's not so it's enjoyable yeah. <laughs> um, but on on some days that whole way down it's steep enough and it gets um packed down enough that in a two mile course you probably walk like maybe 20 yards at the most and oh. so it's pretty awesome it's pretty awesome that's fun there was one day we did that and it was in this, it was kind of in the spring when it would start to melt and then freeze at night and then melt during the day. So the, the, the trail got really icy and I thought I was going to die. <laughs> I was going so fast. I had my legs and my arms. I was dragging everything. <laughs> Very exhilarating though. And it makes the hike like even extra worth it. <laughs> yeah. Extra bonus when you get to the top, you slide back yeah. down. Yeah. Or has anybody had a real big crash or anything? Are you guys? No, no. We um, 
not with that. We've been, we've been, you know, we try and be really careful. We take our kids sometimes to do that. Um, and the trail is shared with the people who are um, just hiking. There's people who are snowshoeing up it. Oh, right. We've, also, we've seen people who will hike up and ski down. They carry their, like their downhill skis and they'll ski down it. Wow. Um, so there's a lot of people on the trail. So we always emphasize, you know, we have to be respectful of other people and we're the ones coming down. We need to get out of the way. You know, we're the ones who might be out of control. <laughs> Okay. So can I, you get out of the way easily? Yeah, you can bail off your sled. Okay. <laughs> it, uh, except for that one time. I'm not sure I could have bailed if I had wanted to. <laughs> but <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> and that's that's what we've taught like our kids and anybody that we take with us. It if if there's a question, just bail. Like you know, <laughs> just, just roll off your sled, you'll be fine. Um, because there's it, there's enough snow on the edges, it's nobody's gotten nobody's gotten hurt thankfully that's good <laughs> put on your helmets put on your <laughs> yeah some people do wear their helmets I don't have one but yeah I don't, I don't have like edge but, yeah <laughs> typically <laughs> not not really I'm on a bike I've got a helmet anywhere else I've oh, got yeah. a bike. I have like a skiing helmet I should probably just wear my bike helmet that's a good idea <laughs> <laughs> so what is your favorite thing to do out- outdoors I love hiking that's kind of my thing now. Um, I, I used to be a runner. Um, and then like 10 years or so ago, it's been a while now I developed plantar fasciitis in my foot. And I, I mean, like where it was painful to walk, it was painful to do anything for about three years. And I tried everything. I mean, people would tell me to take cod liver oil. I would do anything, <laughs> literally anything to try and, and get it to go away. Cause running was my, my release. Uh-huh. Um, but I got it to where it doesn't hurt me, but the second I try and run, it comes right back. It's the weirdest thing. Oh wow! But, even but I can now? Have, yeah. Even now, if I run, I could go try and run for a mile and tomorrow I would feel it. So, oh, yeah. but I can hike. And it doesn't bother me. So that's, that's kind of where my my uh, attention shifted, uh-huh. which I actually like it better because when I hike, I'm in the mountains. I'm, I'm you know, more in nature than when I was running on the roads or wherever, just because I would, wherever it's close to my house, that's what it is. So that's kind of my, my thing now. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's... Um... I used to live a few doors down from Katie and yeah, that was a blessing of living where we did is just the mountains. And I truly miss them. I live in East Texas now where it's not mountains. Yeah. So that was a blessing to go in the mountains. Um, Do you feel that's where you feel God the most when you're outdoors, like in the mountains? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I guess just getting away from the city and. Yeah. And there's um, typically fewer people. Um, so there's a little more serenity, I think, than, you know, even like at the beach. And I guess it depends what beach you're at, but you go to the beach and there's like still a million people there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> at least the beaches I've been to. Maybe I haven't been to the right beach. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the mountains, especially if you're hiking or backpacking or something like that, it takes a little more effort than pulling up to a parking lot. And so I think you, you get a little less traffic through those areas, which helps me to kind of step away and be able to connect a little bit more. So do you have a bucket list of things to do in nature? 
Um, there's places I really would like to go and see. Um, one of them is Havasupai. Havasupai is in Arizona. It's part of the Grand Canyon, but it's not like the part that, like the national park part. It's, and it's on um, reservation lands. And so it's okay. controlled by the, it's controlled by that tribe. And um, so it's a little, and they have like a permit system and reservation system you have to go through. And so it's a little bit harder to be able to get, you know, you can't just walk up and be like, I'm going down because they control who goes down and stuff. Okay. It looks amazing. Like the, there's these just amazing waterfalls and it's like a 10 mile hike down into the Canyon and they have like a campground and stuff down there. It just looks, it looks amazing from the pictures you see. And um, we actually, I, I had, cause I got online just at the perfect time and had enough permits and nights for camping for my family in the cart and then at the last minute, I, for some reason was like, well, I know why probably now, but at that time I was like, oh, I just, I just can't do it for yeah. it. So I canceled it all out. And that was, um, in, that was in February and in March, the whole world shut down. Oh yeah. <laughs> so it was probably a good thing I did cause it's expensive too. It's, I mean, to go, I think for three nights with the permits and everything, it was going to cost us close to $3,000 for oh, five wow. Yeah, they they, <laughs> they charge they charge heavy. Yeah, to be able to go, they deter so, people, so many people from going. Probably, yeah, I think that's what it was. So, um, so we, I mean, obviously, we ended up not going because I canceled it. But we probably would have been able to go anyway with all the restrictions that came down. Yeah, so that was probably God's hand. Yeah, Bless you. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure it was because I was almost click click, you know, uh-huh. confirm, confirm payment. And then I was just like, no, I can't do it. Something part, of it, was, right. part, part of it was the price tag shock. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, whoa, that's a lot of money for a, a one week vacation backpacking. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> but gone to Disneyland. I, <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's one of the places I'd really like to see. Um, I, I would love to go back to Half Dome. I, I hiked Half Dome with my brother when I had just graduated from high school. Um, and it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. But I would love to go back and take my kids with me. That's the thing. I, I, I drag my children along on these things. Um, and yeah, they, and, um, my oldest now, will seek out those things on her own. Like she organizes hikes and stuff with her friends, which is awesome to me. Yeah. Um, the other two still, I mean, they, they like it, but they haven't gotten to the point where they're the ones driving it. Right. Uh, um, and then is out on her own. So now she's taking, yeah, she yeah. has to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't have mom planning it. So yeah, mom's not there to drive it. So she got it. But, and then I, I've never been to like Hawaii or, um, I've heard Costa Rica is amazing. So there's some places like that, that, you know, you see like these amazing scenes and I'd love to get there, but I have to figure out how to afford that first. Right. There's always a way. Just got to figure it out. At some point I will figure it out. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. What are some of the simplest ways? I guess you've kind of already said just hiking and just going out in your hikes simplest ways you feel God in nature. Are there any other ways 
So, yeah, I, I think probably the simplest ways for me to like really feel God when I'm out in nature. Um, typically the times I, I feel that more are when I'm alone. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I know it's not necessarily safe to go alone a lot. So if, if I'm going somewhere alone, it's always on a tra- a trail that is well, well traveled. Uh-huh. So I'm alone, but there's other people there. Right. Um, if something were to happen, you know, I'd have some support and I always take my dog with me. Um, cause me and my dog, we love, we love hiking. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, he doesn't, he doesn't talk to me, so I right. <laughs> don't get distracted by that. Um, so it is, um, being alone allows me to kind of ponder, um, more kind of to go through my thoughts and to listen for any, um, kind of inspiration that, um, I need to receive at that time. And, um, sometimes I'll just go. And I, I remember one time I was at a, a youth camp and, um, all the youth kind of were doing their own thing and it was night. And I, to be honest, I really didn't want to be there <laughs> Really, <laughs> because I had other commitments at home that seemed more important than me. I just, I felt extraneous. I felt like I didn't need to like my, what I was doing was not needed. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was kind of in this, like, why am I even here? Like blah, blah, blah. And so I kind of went out on my own a little bit and there was this little lake and I just went and sat. And sometimes that's what I just need to do. You sit Mm -hmm. and be quiet. And as I sat, the sun was going down and then there was just this beautiful, beautiful sunset over this little lake and I was just there enjoying it by myself and I just had like this feeling of like my you know my um God's love for me and and knew like okay maybe this isn't the coolest thing I'm doing being here but God knows I'm here and he knows me and loves me so that was that was one instance of just you know just being still sometimes that helped me to connect better. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And he, uh, he loved your effort of being there, even yeah. though you had other things. You could have been doing. <laughs> what? I think that is a huge blessing yourself. Cause you'll carry that feeling with you. That yeah. you felt then. And just, just that strength of, yeah. Doing, doing what, you know, he's, he wants you to be doing, even though it's yeah. not the easiest thing. So do you have any other, tips for people of how they can connect with God through nature? Um, I would just say you have to find something that you enjoy doing in nature. Um, some people don't like nature or, you know, they really don't. I have people who, um, which is hard I, for I, me to understand. Come I know. Yeah. Me too. I don't understand that either. Um, I'm a physical therapist and I work in home health. So I go into a lot of people's homes and I, I get to know people pretty well. And most of the people I work with are elderly. So they're at a different stage in life. Right. But I talk to a lot of people about what they used to do and things like that. And I've run into a fair number of people who just have absolutely no interest in, in any of that kind of thing being outside um you know they they'd rather be inside watching tv and that kind of thing and that to me oh, is just yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and and then there's people who think i think there's a certain number of people who believe that nature equals um physical activity which 
there is a fair amount of that, mm-hmm. but I think you can find um, ways to be in nature that don't require that if that's not your thing. Um, so yeah. finding what you like and enjoy doing, whether it's a physical activity or if it's just going and I, I have a neighbor, I know who she and her, her um, family, they have four wheelers oh, and yeah. that, that's how they enjoy being in nature. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, because they get on the four wheelers and go or snowmobiling. So I think finding finding the thing that you enjoy um, to allow you to be there. And then once there, this is another thing that I really try to do is I try to look for um, God's hand in in what I'm seeing, just like and really see the beauty of what's around me. Okay. Um, pay attention to the small things that that you might not notice if you're if you're not kind of in tune with that or not uh, trying to see it. Uh-huh. That, and I think if you just take a moment, just focus on how, how are you seeing God's hand? You'll see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, awesome you do that. That's good. I appreciate you taking the time to be with me today and your, all your insights and fun stories. I think you're, you're awesome. I, <laughs> I miss being by you. (laughs) Um, You have a great influence in so many ways. And nature to me, just when I think of you, I think of nature. (laughs) Thank you. Hey, Shelly here again. Thank you for listening to the Walking with God in Nature podcast. Please rate and review to help this podcast reach others so that they can be inspired to go outside and connect with God. Make it a great day and go out and play.